kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Save big money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards. We have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, raw, raw. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chicken, turkeys, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, raw, raw. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, chicken, You know, I find it ironic that on a weekend that I'm being honored for my achievements and leadership and spunk. I am the subject of scorn and indignity in my own house. I'm getting on that bus in an hour and I may never come back. I don't know it. Of course you don't. Uh, Hey, folks. Damn, I tried to Google it. Leadership and spunk, but that didn't. (laughs) Welcome to (laughs) the read. I am Essence Atkins. And I am Dreezy. From Chicago? Yes. Oh, I love her. I love that song with T-Pain. That close to you shit? It's actually a really good album. Multiple. Yes. Flame emojis. It is good. And so is drums. That big baby drum is good too. Love drum. That song with Erica Badu is so beautiful. It is good. Erica Badu is a singing ass. Speaking of, did you see the mannequin challenge? I think at the Soul Train Awards and Erica Badu was on the red carpet. (laughs) No. Oh, she killed it. The the mannequin challenge looks really good when it's done on like a large scale. That's what yes. I've noticed. When it's like three of y'all, it's not that entertaining. That's not fun. But it's when, when it's like 70 people, it's dope. And so the Soul Train Awards did one. And, you know, everybody's frozen on the red carpet or whatever. And Erica Badu just, I mean, just completely killed it. It was so good. Well, I'll have to look that up. Because yeah. uh, at the moment. Oh, wait, no, I found it. But I can't play it because yeah. we have work to do. Right. So I'll look at it later. <laughs> That's true. We are at work. Um, so welcome back. Um, here we are, week two into, you know, the apocalypse or the beginning of it. Oh, Pre-apocalypse, man. um, apocalypse light. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> this is that's happening. Um, so let's start off with some black excellence. Got an email uh from uh, a listener named Taji, and it says, Hi, Kafir and Crystal. Um, I'm writing to nominate my friend and Shiro, Adrian Dawes, for Black Excellence. Adrian is the one-woman powerhouse behind Heckle Her, a burgeoning theater company in Austin, Texas. Last week, Heckle Her, Heckle Her won five of the nine awards it was nominated for at the annual B. Iden Payne Awards, which celebrates outstanding theater work in Austin. Adrian even won Outstanding Director of a Comedy for our sketch comedy show Doper Than Dope, which pays homage to the iconic In Living Color Sketch comedy shows are typically not even nominated for awards. Adrian's productions intentionally and traditionally put 
performers of color center stage. She's a woman of color creating opportunities for writers and performers, the opportunity to showcase their humanity and humor in a community where the uh, where they otherwise wouldn't exist. Adrian and Heckle Her deserve all the recognition in the world, and it would send her over the moon if she were to be featured on Black Excellence. Thanks in advance for your time and consideration, Taji. Congratulations. So congratulations to Adrian for winning all of these awards. I looked up uh, the company and the Doper Than Dope show, and they all look really adorable and cute and fun. Everyone looks talented and enthusiastic. <laughs> so that's awesome. Shout out to Austin, Texas, and shout out to you doing dope work and to having a great friend who would nominate you for things like yeah, this. Yeah, great work. Love to hear about shit like that. Um, also, big shout out to Issa Rae and everyone at Insecure for scoring a season two. <laughs> Of the show over at HBO as if we didn't see that coming. Right. It's so good. It is so good. And it's killing me not to spoil it for people. <laughs> it's killing me. Yeah, you're I gonna cannot. shut your mouth. I am. I can't say shit else, but I just I can't wait for y'all to see the rest of these episodes so that everybody can talk about how great it is. So yes. Shout out um, to Issa and the whole crew over there. And um some people asked me to talk about Watch Dogs 2, which is the new black game that I just played. I'll talk about it at the end. So transitioning into shade and full shade and full needs like a little like a, a little jingle sound bite yeah like a little whoosh something fun do, 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 do. it's shade and full shade <laughs> we should when Kia's here for Thanksgiving we should have her absolutely a, like she did for past three which we never do anymore we got to start doing I don't that know again. why I be forgetting do y'all even still email that right. oh what like it? a past three show <laughs> oh we just, should. Just, which is you know, half of the inbox is probably Trump reads yeah. now. <laughs> We'd have to go back in like three months. <laughs> maybe Everybody's more. mad at their relatives and shit. Yeah, we <sighs> out here, man. Well, okay. Carrie Olsen. <laughs> you know, what I've been trying to do with this show so far, I th- I've said it a few times if it's not obvious, is I'm trying to go from like least interesting or relevant okay. <laughs> right. to whatever else. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just here. And I don't know what's about to come after these words either. Nothing important. She broke up with her man again. Oh, God. Um, so she and Sergi Baca are no longer together. She did an interview with Rolling Out and talked about it, but I'm not going to read it because I don't care. It doesn't matter. And, you know, it just says much about, you know, being a woman who wants a nigga who's a good nigga. Oh, so he doesn't treat her She right. says it in like, <laughs> you know, poetic little ways and mentions God and, you know, respect for women and talked about how she never intended on dating an athlete but she just thought he was different. I bet you did because he was kind of young and super fine. And, and splitting you in half. And that dick is massive. I saw a picture of him in some basketball shorts where that thing was drooping down to him, damn near his knee. Oh so, and the nigga is like, Trilingual. I was just about to say <laughs> he can fuck you and speak dirty to you, whispering in English, nasty Spanish, French, French shit. whatever the fuck else. I don't like <laughs> Papua New Guinea. I mean, nobody shit. blames you. Nobody is angry. You know what I mean? Nobody is right. judging you for fucking. Especially after the what decade Joe has been through. So yeah, I mean, nobody's mad. But I wasn't. I mean, this. I feel like if if those of us who wanted to sleep with Serge Ibaka, his relationship status with Carrie Hilson meant nothing to us. I don't think that anybody really respected that relationship because <laughs> not that many people respect Carrie Hilson. And it's unfortunate to say, um, and I really hope that he, you know, I don't want anybody to get cheated on. 
because that just sucks. Right. No, I'm not going to wish for somebody to get hurt, but... Although she never explicitly says that happens. What she says is, I want someone who loves God genuinely and respects women and is loyal. So, I mean, that's what I just took out of it. I'm assuming things. Okay. But, you know, assuming in asses. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I wonder if she's saying that he doesn't know God or he isn't loyal, or he doesn't respect well, she women. she said who loves God genuinely. Ooh. So maybe he doesn't pay tithe? I don't know. <laughs> or maybe his, like, maybe what she's saying is that, like, his sweet internet presence or whatever, like, that nice boy demeanor that everybody yeah, thinks he really has is devil. just fake, right? Because he seems very adorable. But he's also, like, 6'7", and fine as fuck, and a professional athlete. A professional so. <laughs> athlete. And in Oklahoma City, where he can have any girl he wants, white, black, Mexican, native, it really don't matter. Alien. All of them. Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Every last one of them. So, if he did cheat on her, I can't say I'm surprised. Well, then, you know what you should do, girl? Write you an Where's album. your lemonade? That's right. Well, stay far away from anything, even reminiscent. <laughs> don't even mention fruit, bitch. Don't talk about citrus nothing. Don't Just don't say nothing about fruit on the whole record, girl. Don't have orange juice in the recording process. <laughs> don't just leave it out. Yeah, um, the Beehive, I think the Beehive is going to let Carrie Hilson live now, right? We've given yeah, her enough hell. Absolutely. She's, she's suffered enough for her words. Absolutely. So Time's if she decides over. that she's going to come back and try this again, then you know I'm gonna let her. I'm but she's let her be dropped a couple of little you know songs here and there over the, maybe the past two years I've heard, and mm-hmm. I did not like any of them. And this is coming from somebody who has genuinely really enjoyed Carrie Hilson music. I and have too. So I don't know, you know. But they say you know a broken heart for lots of artists can you know bring out some of your best work. Or if you're a cheater like Usher and Confessions, or but. it can it can spark you know for you to write some really great songs for somebody else. Yeah. Sometimes you're just better behind the scenes as opposed to in front of them, and there's nothing wrong with that. So true. If that's what you got to do, then then do that. I don't wish Carrie Hilson any harm anymore. And one of my favorite things about Carrie Hilson, also musically, was the relationship that she had with Timbaland. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they still work together. I don't either. I couldn't say yes or no, but if you're not gonna have like Timbaland and oh, Paula Dawn is kind of a dickhead. Polo to Don got you in this shit. Well, I wouldn't say got you into it, but I don't know why you listen to that nigga fix your face. I mean, you're not lying. This is true. So maybe not that nigga Polo no more, but you know, whatever, Carrie. Whatever. God bless. She's in that almost Christmas movie. I'm going to see her in that. And somebody told me that she gets dragged the whole way through, so I already bought my ticket off Fandango. Oh, wow. I'm going this weekend. I don't think I would accept a role where I'm the character who gets dragged for being a hoe or whatever else. (laughs) Take what you can get. My first feature film? Is this her first movie? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, maybe? Might as well be. I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. Um... Look how nice we were about Carrie Hilson, man. We are growing. Okay, look at us. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. 
And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Raven Simone announced that she will be having a spinoff to one of my favorite sitcom kid shows, That's a Raven. And I guess so far it's codenamed That's a Raven 2, or she, that's what she's calling it. I don't know. Mm-mm. But she talked about it on The View. I guess this was her explanation as to why she's leaving that show, as if anybody needed one. But she said that the show will be... About her being a single mom uh, with two kids and her daughter finds out that she has visions and, you know, girl meets world. Okay. Um, I guess. I don't, you know, this is the thing. I love That's a Raven. To this day, I will laugh at a That's a Raven episode. Some and of them are really funny. Some of them were really funny. And I think that it was because the cat, like, they were funny kids mm-hmm. they were just knew how to land those jokes and stuff oh yeah um which i feel like a lot of these disney and nickelodeon shows and even basic cable program they just don't yeah. like these people just revert, like they regurgitate the the jokes rather than actually knowing anyway whatever yeah the point I is see what you're saying. i don't know that i give a fuck about this even though I liked it, because it already seems kind of like Girl Meets World in the sense that it's going to be directed to a younger audience. You know, say like, it's the Disney Channel, bitch, so of course right. it's not for me. I'm about to be 30. So, you know. <laughs> this show isn't going to be like for you, right. for your entertainment. It's for children. But they're hoping, like with Boy Meets World, that the nostalgia factor is what gets the people who used to watch that show and are now grown to, to buzz tune about into it, it and get right, their kids exactly. to watch it and that sort of thing. I, you know, I'm blessed to say that I don't have any. So I don't have any reason to actually, you know what I'm saying? Right. I hope it does well. I doubt it's going to be as funny to me um, as the original one was, Definitely but who not. cares? Um, they have announced that I don't remember the girl's name that played Chelsea on the show. Annalisa. 
Annalise Vanderpool. Yeah. Yes. Amsterdam, right? Is that a Dutch name? Oh, it might be. I don't know. It just sounds like it. We're going to get dragged for that because we have people out there who have listened to this Oh, man. What was that country that we messed up the one time? Couldn't even remember if it was a country and then where it was. Portugal. (laughs) Portugal. I was close. And people were like, uh, yes, girl, we are a country. Thank you so I much. I thought it was in Spain, <laughs> but it's by Spain. Regardless. That's all she is. She's Dutch American. Yeah. You are intelligent. Amen. Um, so she signed on to do the show. It says in the sequel series, Raven and Chelsea are both divorced. So positive. I mean, does Disney have a two-parent household? Damn, both of What are they like at 30 the most and both divorced already? Well, um, it happens. Well, at least you have her mommy and her daddy. And her daddy was a business owner. I mean, it wasn't very good, but he tried. Raven and Chelsea are both divorced, raising their children. The pilot finds Chelsea and her son, Levin, moving in with Raven and her two kids, Nia oh, and Booker. this sounds like... Okay. Fuller House. Yes, this sounds like Fuller House. They're, they just keep doing All it. these reboots. How come we can't create no new show? But anyway. Brother, it's, brother. It's... <laughs> Oh, y'all better not hire two black twins and do Brother Brother. I will be furious. Tia and Tamara are back, and they're each single moms, and they have twin boys. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Two sets of twin boys. Each of them got two. It's four. Join us every week. Brother, 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 brother. (laughs) As the boys (laughs) engage in some crazy hijinks. Like, okay, girl. Anyway, so far, Orlando Brown's character, Eddie, has not been mentioned about being on the show, but he did get on TMZ. I'm looking unwell and saying that um, it wouldn't be That's a Raven without Eddie, um, which is interesting since the show's called That's a Raven and Raven's on it. So I kind of know it like definitely would still be That's a Raven. Covers the bases there. Yeah. Um, and especially after, you know, Raven allegedly accused you of stealing her phone and you made a song about how she allegedly aborted your baby. I just don't feel like you're invited. Yeah, no. And you're, she's not going to let you be on set with her on no ABC lot. And that's fine. <laughs> you ain't got to be on this show. Like a brand new show. I'm sure she's got, you know, some cute executive producer credits on this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, I'm sure definitely. she's cashing down on this. You're Gotta not about be. to fuck this up. Mm-mm. And I don't, it's not even that I don't think the show can work. I just think that this is taking elements from reboots we've already seen. Like, this is literally a mashup of Girl Meets World and Fuller House, just with, you know, swap out a Disney show. Right. right. So I'm hoping that they actually put more effort into writing the show than Fuller House did, because every episode past the first episode of Fuller House was garbage. So, but I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to do that. I think they're going to coast off of the Raven name and hope that that is enough for the show to be successful. I mean, that's what they that's just kind of what everybody movie producers and studios do the exact same thing this jumanji 2 movie they doing with kevin hart and no, dwayne john and, and the rock i'm not are going. you serious they're doing <laughs> the rock and kevin hart who already did a weird movie together are now doing jumanji 2 robert williams rest his heart i just i don't need i'm not going but we're old <laughs> That's that's the it's not about us. that's the thing right it's not about us anymore we're not the target audience bro because these young kids, they want to see The Rock and Kevin Hart. They do mind. don't they give a fuck wait. what them two niggas do. <laughs> they got to buy a ticket, okay? They never they in line right now. None of that shit. Jumai, I don't know. They don't that. care. They barely know who Robin Williams is, if they even know who Robin Williams is. So, yeah. You know, it's a part of growing up. <sighs> I hate it. All right, let's Pop talk about... Pop culture just don't give a shit about you no more. Reality TV. 
Well, which one? Because I might be excited. It's just, it's all trash. Um, First of all, Faith Evans is dating Stevie J? Again? Didn't they used to fuck around back in the day? You know what? If that's the case, then I will give her way, like a much bigger break. Yeah, I think they used to fuck around like probably back in the 90s or the early 2000s or something like that. And now, certainly after Biggie died. (laughs) But can Faith not do better than that? Watch her end up on the cast. That's well. Watch Mona That's be. why I bring her up. <laughs> oh no, no! Don't say that. No, no, no. Because Faith has actual talent. Don't tell me she's gonna be on that show. Faith Evans um, was asked if she would be on the next season of <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and she responded on Instagram by saying two words: "Absolutely not." <laughs> So, I don't know. I just, I appreciate you, Faith. I just can't, just no more. No more of the people I like, please. Right. The people that I actually enjoy, please don't let them continue to go on these shows and do this to themselves. And have liked since elementary school. No, you can't take that away from me. You can't. Mm -hmm. I already got Trick Daddy talking about his own, you know, community and doing Love and Hip Hop Miami, like, since a child. (laughs) You just, you don't deserve another L friend. So I don't know if Faith Evans is dating this nigga or not, because that is just, I mean, if they used to date. And then got back together. It's still like, girl, haven't you grown? But at the same time, like, <laughs> if you have, it would it makes more sense to me than if you were just like, oh, let me just date this weird ass nigga from this horrible ass friendship. Right. If you were like interested in him for the first time now. Right. would be like, bitch, what's wrong with history, you? That's different. <laughs> Yeah, if you already fucked him when you knew he was garbage and he wasn't famous and now he's a lot more famous and he's still garbage, why not go back to him? Just don't work. I was going to say don't work with him musically. I mean, I just don't. I've never really paid much attention to what Stevie J does musically. Is he still popping as a producer? I don't think so. Like, I can't think of anything like substantial, anything popular that he's done since this show started i know that he's worked with really big artists in his life in his career Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but faith evans is still a performing ass beast so right like has always been able to sing will stomp her ass across the stage so i really hope you know for your sake that uh (laughs) i'm so glad she's not i'm so glad she said i'm better than that i mean but she did do rb divas Maybe that's why she said, you know what? That's where I draw the line. That is probably <laughs> it. But I think Faith Evans had producer credit on that show, too. She was, uh, um, I know she was, she's been on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta before. Like, she did an episode of it. What? Yeah. Briefly. Maybe last season or two seasons ago. But I'm just glad she's not going to be on the regular cast on every week. Like, that just makes me so I just, happy. I'm very excited about Praise that. God. Because the First Lady is still good. That's one of my favorite Faith albums still. And when it came out, I used to play it all the time. So, on the other oh. side of love, oh, also clearing the air on the love and hip hop uh, front, rapper Cameron uh, was shown in this extended trailer for the new season of Love and Hip Hop New York, which premieres next Monday. Because Mona will never take her fucking heels <laughs> off of our necks. <laughs> the world is hers. <laughs> Um, the return of Cardi B, nigga. I mean, she's back and she's bringing a friend, apparently, named Hennessy. Oh, that's her sister. Yeah, you did not know that. 
is like champagne Cardi or something. Wow. <laughs> it's something. It's Cardi. Not Cardi Mom. It's something. Card, oh. It's Cardi's a nickname. Or Cardi... Cardi B drinking, Cardi Cardi Bourbon. Her name is something with alcohol too, and so I think her sister's name is also like I think her mama kept with the thing. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. This is. Uh, oh, never mind. But is this, her name is Belcalis. Belcalis. Al Almanzar. Almanzar. Hmm. Maybe somebody lied to me about Cardi B's real name, but her sister is named Hennessy. That, yes, that is her sister. That is her blood sister? I'm pretty sure. I know you're not surprised that it's a girl in the Bronx named Hennessy. Girl, no, no I'm not surprised by that. The name didn't shock me. It's the. What? Because she was on last season too. Remember, she did no. a couple of not regularly, but she did a couple of scenes. I have not like faithfully watched Love and Hip Hop in a mm-hmm. very long time. I always just kind of dip in, dip out. Usually, when it comes back on at what ten, right? I'll just kind of like flip back and forth between that channel and another. So, I have probably missed a lot. I had never seen this girl before. Um, yeah, I don't think Hennessy is a stripper name or anything, if that's what you wonder. And I think that's her actual I mean, given well, name. That's definitely what I just uh, assumed. <laughs> no, sir. Wow. No, sir. That is her sister. So, yeah, the return of Cardi B. Well, they look like they are spinoff ready. Um, don't, okay, don't they? Cardi and Henny take Miami. <laughs> take anywhere else. I mean, we just. No, I'm just thinking of Kim and Chloe take the Hamptons. Kylie. They took Miami too, oh, or yeah. attempted to. Chloe and never. Chloe and, and the other one, Courtney, take Miami. Anyway, so the trailer came out. It's a whole bunch of niggas on this fucking show. I mean, my just packed. <laughs> packed. Everybody is on this show. I can't. Everyone in the tri-state area has appeared on the new season of Love and Hip Hop New York, <laughs> except us, apparently. Each nigga. How many times do we have to say we're not going to do reality TV? Um, That's so, not going to happen. Joel Santana is finally on. Apparently, he's like on on the show. Uh, Kim Bella is back. Oh, wow. I'm certain she talked him into it. That's crazy because Love and Hip Hop New York, it, it seemed like that was going to be the franchise that fell off. I think Cardi B kind of breathed it back to life. I don't think too many people were rocking with it the way they were Atlanta mm-hmm. and L.A. So, Oh, yeah, New York? Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Cardi B Like, it was totally about to get brought. boring, right? Cardi B <laughs> saved the fuck out of New she York. She really did. Really, and she's probably the reason that so many niggas are ready to do this one now. Because, oh, it's oh, lit? Yeah, it's got lit it. like oh, this right? now? Oh, okay. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Oh, I Cardi mean, B Remy was through. already on there. That's true, but... But Remy was trying to, you know, introduce these 14-year-olds to her again or for the first time because she'd been gone for so long. She was like, yes, you know, your favorite rapper is out here and she's been doing things for quite a while, but um, she'll never try me. Ask her. (laughs) Like, she, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's still the case where it's like, to this very day. I bet you that bitch won't say nothing about me, though. They're always very supportive of each other, Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma. Mm -hmm. Um, But even when... But like early, early, early stages of Nicki Minaj's career, she was always like, oh my gosh, Remy Ma, the greatest thing ever. I love her so much. Free Remy. Oh my gosh. Never. <laughs> well, yeah, girl. That's the way you better keep it. That's the one you're not I'm surprised nothing about me. But for Cardi B to save the whole franchise like that and wasn't even on every episode, like wasn't even a regular cast member. Like, 
I got to give it to that bitch because she is entertaining. If nothing else, she cracks me up. Well, um, is that it? Santana and Kimbella and who else is coming? Oh, fuck, Remy and Papoose are back. Um, uh, BB, BBI, B, BBD, Bell Biv. Oh no, the the bad bitches of East Harlem are coming back. Whatever their name, I think just I only saw one of them. I don't know. Oh right, because they fake broke up. <laughs> Whatever. One of them I know. I I'm pretty sure I saw. Then the other girl on the train. The, uh, once upon a time, not long ago. Oh, was a hoe? Oh, Mariah she's Lynn. Back. Of course. I'm still in like a, a love square. She's excellent TV because her mama was in jail and pregnant and <laughs> needed to be bailed out. Not only did she need to be bailed out, <laughs> she had to like, she had to with shame in her yeah. face, <laughs> right? Explain to her daughter that she was pregnant. And with no teeth. So twice as hard to get it out. It was just but excellent television. Mona don't give a fuck. At How all. embarrassing is this? You willing to humiliate yourself? Oh, can we go pick up your your mama at county? Let's just go right now. I gotta go pro bitch. We can take this right now. Um, some new producer, uh, some nigga who's in some bullshit with Cardi B who took her wig off to fight some other new girl. I don't know. It's a whole bunch of shit going on. And she again, took her wig off. I mean, it's better than the other bitch taking it off. I mean, I'll just get started too. If you know it's not like strapped down <laughs> securely, then just take it off yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't. It's better for you to take it off. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Than for somebody to that's snatch true. it off. Because even bitches who ain't got no hands will snatch your wig off and then act like they whipped your ass. First but that's not first. what you did. First things first, they're going to go for that wig. But the fact that you knew you was about to beat this bitch ass so thoroughly, you said, let me just go on and remove this. Let me just this. take this off. It's like taking your earrings off. Absolutely. <laughs> All the jewelry. Let me go on and get this hair. Was, nothing was sewn in. It was just like just sitting there. So If I could put it on, then I could take I'm it off. I'm just going to take it off. It's just going to come right on off. Throw it to the floor. And then she shouted, welcome to New York, well, bitch. <laughs> oh, did she really? That's okay, that trailer. is corny. Probably editing, though. I don't think she said it during the fight. But either way, Cameron was in an, uh, a part of the preview with his girlfriend, Juju, um, who is super cute. And they've been dating for like a very, very long time. And so it seemed that Cameron was a part of the uh, cast, too. Because he was in a scene with her. He was in another scene with Joelle and I think somebody else. And he got on Instagram today and basically said that, <laughs> Uh-oh. first of all, on one hand, as a Dipset fan, I was kind of like hurt and confused because I don't know how many people remember that Love and Hip Hop started as a Jim Jones show. Oh, but yes. But it did. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones and Chrissy. The only reason it became Love and Hip Hop is because he was too difficult. He didn't <laughs> want to do nothing the producers told him to. So they made it about his girlfriend. I do remember that. Um. So then to see, first of all, they're not on good terms. Cameron and Joelle's are cool, but they're not on good terms with Jim Jones, I believe. Oh, okay. Unless things, I, do, I don't think things have gotten better. But they have always been like, this one hates this one right now, and then they cool again. It's like ever since high school, whatever. But I was kind of looking forward to Cameron being on the show because I know him to be funny. He started the video by saying, uh, good evening. 
I will not be on Love Drowning. <laughs> like, no, did he? Like straight out. He said, I did a, a scene with Jewels because he's on the show and I did a scene with my girlfriend because she's on the show. I'm not on the show. And I don't know why. I don't need to be in no commercials or nothing. Nigga, and, you know why you in the commercials. <laughs> right, nigga, because you're camera. Because you're famous, nigga. Obviously, they're going to put the biggest names they can in the promo reel. But he's right because it did make me think that the nigga was on the cast. Right. So he basically said, you know... <laughs> He can't really blame them too much because, you know, it's their first time doing business with them. And I guess nobody told him. I mean, nobody told them how he gets down. Mm. So his attorney will be reaching out. To do what? I don't know. I don't think you have much legal recourse there, brother. If you signed off on the release saying that they can use your image or your likeness in any promotional materials or the show itself, which you likely did then they're allowed to do that. It's just a grimy way of promoting the show. Or really, at this point, I think it's almost, like, typical. Like, I think yeah. most producers and show organizers would do shit like that. But the fact that he said it like he was addressing the nation in a time of, like, bereavement or loss. Like, good evening, everyone. I just want y'all to know It was that funny. Like, love it was and hip-hop to be It won't be me. I, I will not be alone. Like, <laughs> I die. You've been misled by one Mona Scott Young. I mean, but nothing behind the scenes at Love and Hip Hop screams moral to me. Mm-mm. Like, or like, no, not at all. Caring or kind. Maybe he thought, I literally was on set for a grand total of an hour and a half, and y'all gonna take, you know, the 20 minutes of footage you must use, of, must have of me, and put that in the fucking promo for the season? Really? <laughs> Remember when the gays were on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood and they tried to have that um, extra special ass fake Mark Lamont Hill ass? Oh, yes. Afterwards? Oh, wow. I forgot that they took them gays right off. (laughs) Snatch them right. Get out. Damn. What happened to young dumbass in the tall fake by bottom nigga he was fucking with? What happened to them? I don't know. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Because he had the ex-girlfriend with the daughter that he was raising. I surely thought that they were going to come back because I feel like at one point I saw that um, the one who was like comfortable with being gay the short one milan yeah milan he was dating a girl what he was dating um sunday carter maybe sunday sunday milan sunday no a carter because you know it's not sunday of course it's not sunday of course it's Wait, no. Miles is the tall one. Oh, wait. Miles was dating her? Yeah, Miles is the one that is, uh, I guess, bi. I didn't think he was really bi, but maybe he is. not dating Miles. Oh, who cares? This is what you get for being in people business. I don't know. I'm confused now. Whatever. Oh, so so Sunday was fucking with the uh, Milan? No, Sunday was fucking with the tall one, and now Milan is mad. Sunday was short, uh, certainly very, you know, uh, friendly with the tall one and decided to, you know, be his beard out of kindness. Maybe he, you know, like bought her a couple of Oprah chai lattes at Starbucks in return for her services or something like that. But I think that that was definitely like an agreement that they had um, in, you know, light of. Okay. Of, you know, whatever steaming bullshit came from them being gay on the show together. But I feel like I remember the other one being like, oh, I'm straight two for two weeks. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. And I'm mad that I just sat here and looked at this argument between somebody named Sunday Carter. With no A. Like, they didn't even decide to just go. Who is this girl? She was on Basketball Wives LA. She got punched in the face by Drea. 
Um, okay, and that's pretty that. much all I know about her. <laughs> they sat here and got into a whole Instagram war over this boy, Miles. Like, I mean, that's the best kind of Calling each other stunt queens. Yes, <laughs> sex tape See, that's what I said. That's a stunt queen. <laughs> Pulling stunts. Ooh, oh, oh let's wow. Move on. Okay. Okay. Um. So, other reality show, Negroes. Okay. Real Shemesh, my new language. <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta is back. And Ooh, yes, it is. On the last episode of the show, um, Mama Joyce had very interesting things to say about Phaedra Parks. Um, when she said she believes that Phaedra should be sharing a cell with Apollo. And basically implied that there's no way that uh, Phaedra had no idea that uh, Apollo himself is a stunt queen. Um, okay. And, you know, I just agree. But Phaedra had the following to say on the Real House, the Bravo blogs. Oh, yeah. Bravo. I think they have to contractually post like one or two blog you know, posts so. every season yeah. on the Bravo website. Because I always hear like at least one or two ladies from every season. It's like, I just posted this new blog. Or they'll argue over the blog on the reunion. And I'm yeah. like, y'all are blogging? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're blogging because the VH1 kicked in an extra, or Bravo kicked in an extra check for that shit. That ain't nothing they do for free. But I don't think that they're expected to like actually write anything anymore. It seems like now they're just being interviewed and being interviewed and Bravo posts it. So it says, were you surprised by Joyce's accusations? They asked Phaedra. She says, I am never surprised when attention-seeking people say and do things to get attention because it's what they do and it is expected. It is unfortunate that she's still searching for significance this late in her life rather than focusing on the afterlife. Bless her heart. Ooh, the afterlife. Damn, is Miss Joyce that old? I don't think Miss Joyce is that old. But that's not the... Well, Phaedra don't like for anybody to say anything to her about that whole Apollo situation and Meanwhile, all that. now, Mama Joyce is an absolute thorn. That's the thing. It's hard to defend her because she is a pill and extremely annoying and hard to put up with. And erratic and just a And lot. irrational. She put Ty through the fucking ringer. Not saying Ty was perfect, but I would have been slapped the shit out of that woman <laughs> if she talked to me the way she talked to Ty. About his mama. Oh, and okay. even after, even she, after died. she died. No. Yeah, Mama Joyce. Todd had bad. every or Todd's daughter gonna grow up and beat the shit out of Mama Joyce. <laughs> you remember? Have you ever seen Kill Bill? Oh no, you know I ain't watch all this. Too much blood. Damn it. Mm-hmm. There was a <laughs> I watched it till the they scene started after killing. After Uma Thurman killed uh, Vivica Fox and her daughter saw it, at the, at the daughter, she went to the daughter and said, "When you get older, if you still feel raw about it, you can come and find me." Like basically told the little girl, "Come kill me when if you, you want gr- some like revenge. come and get some." And they're supposed to make a Kill Bill three about that. Oh wow! But either way, that's what that reminds like what, 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 yeah. just trains like Mama Joyce going up to this little girl. Like enough, <laughs> and then one day just be. <laughs> I anyway. have returned, Joyce, to whoop your ass. <laughs> On the other hand, though, Phaedra, you talked cash shit about Candy's mama, mm. husband, mm. money, mm. assistant, house, all that kind of shit in your confessionals last season when she really wasn't saying too much shit about you except what was true and what was happening within your friendship. So somebody saying the same thing that most of us who pay attention and have brains feel, right. I don't even feel like you saying the afterlife thing to me was much. 
It was a good read, like an amazing read because she didn't call her out her name. She didn't cuss. You know what I'm saying? It's clear that she reads books. And she has clearly a has more days behind her than in front of her. Right. But damn. Like that was like. Mm. But saying that somebody deserves to be in prison. Now, everybody's not going to take that lightly. And <laughs> Phaedra being an attorney. I'm not saying that she didn't know what Apollo was up to because I agree with Miss Joyce that she probably did. But I'm also sure that she made sure to position herself in a way to where legally she could Absolutely. not get into any shit at all. So that I just know right. Phaedra could come back and be like, bitch, here's all the reasons why I don't need to be in prison because I ain't broken no laws, bitch. Right. That's it. She went right to her husband when she knew that she was She was like, let me tell you exactly three things. Right. <laughs> Shout not be me nigga not me (laughs) two not myself and three bitch not i so you none of us are going down for that i don't know nothing about this and if they ask me bitch i'm lying Mm, it's your word against mine i got two beautiful babies you out here scamming dead people or whatever i ain't got time for it i will not know exactly what the fuck was going on and she probably thought too because where the fuck do apollo get money from of course she knew, but a personal knowing is trainer, not illegal. Spending tens and stacks and all kinds of stuff. Okay, tens oh of stacks in the strip <laughs> club. Really, sweetheart? That's what was going on? Your man? But you didn't know nothing? Your man? And you probably thought that if he did get caught, you could go and take him down to the courthouse and bail him out, except homegirl that he was pulling the stunts right. with. Right. She's the one who snitched. Is, um, <laughs> here's all the documentation. Here's the audio log that I pulled from my phone. Um, we've got three conversations there. The beginning, the middle, and the end. I can't. So if you just want to review that. And I think he even said he did it because he felt like he couldn't keep up with Phaedra and the amount of money she made. And he wasn't good enough or whatever. That's all garbage. I mean, he's a fuck nigga. So, of course, he was going to say some dumb shit like that. There's a certain amount of respect I feel like we should have for elders who also respect us. Like, I would not have gone in on Mama Joyce the way Phaedra did. But... Is it even real, or is it all constructed for the benefit no, of? No, I feel I believe a lot of the drama that happens on the housewife shows more than love and hip hop. You know what I believe when fucking Phaedra and Candy are together in a room, that awkwardness and that whole like silence, and I don't really talk to they you really or fuck what are you think. Cool. That's sad because they used to be like actual friends. But, but I don't think that they were like good ass homies prior to the show. Like I, not from what I remember. That's how they. They act like they were friends before the show ever started and had like an actual relationship with each other. And now the show has ruined it. Well, certainly not now. And as heinous as Mama Joyce can be, I feel like what she said was true. And the reason she said it (laughs) is because she was actually defending Candy from what's her name Phaedra trying to act like Candy was a bad friend because oh I'm going through this divorce and I'm embarrassed because my husband is stealing and I don't know what to do and you weren't there for me when she was pregnant and had her own shit that she was going through like so that's what Mama Joyce was talking about like oh you're a horrible friend girl you knew that nigga was a thief (laughs) you should have just went down to fucking uh, Daiquiri factory and had a motherfucker a couple of good ones right and and talked about it was Candy really supposed to like interrupt growing her own fetus to go stress herself her out tour every, let, like let's just no let no. me just come over here but then Candy and Todd let Apollo store some stuff at their house and Candy didn't so say did nothing Cynthia to Phaedra right but see if I'm not friends with Cynthia I might feel a way but if my friend did that and didn't say nothing to me about it I would be like really girl but again how close were they even at that point or was she already on the whole Candy 
didn't come take care of me, so I'm mad at her. I haven't thing. trusted Phaedra or her upper lip and the mystery behind it. And there's no reason you should. There's the no reason you should. She lied about how long or how long she, she was li- in her pregnancy. The bitch acted like she didn't know along. how far along she was in her first pregnancy. Bitch, really? You you, finna, you, finna, you really don't know. You're a Southern Belle and super Christian and all of this type of stuff, but then as soon as Portia got on the two-piece, you ready to twerk too. <laughs> and you wanted to <laughs> oh, act yeah. like you wasn't at motherfucking whatever school Nene Leaks went to. Remember when she got into that shit with yeah. the nigga who dated Candy or something like that? And he was married, and then he said that Phaedra used to suck dick. Oh, God. And then Phaedra tried to act like they who dated didn't? or some dumb shit. Like, like, who didn't suck dick? Sucking dick is great. <laughs> so, but she was, oh, no, I'm prim and proper. I just don't trust her. I believe she's yeah, a liar. Yeah, she did the, she, she really was the whole, you know, I come from a good, strong, southern Christian family. And we just do things the good and genteel Christian way when she truly is not like that. It was like a big front of hers. And you was every bit of pregnant when you marched that felon down the aisle, girl. <laughs> and everybody knows it. You didn't have that baby no two whole damn months early or no shit like that you wasn't confused about how many weeks you were you were just pregnant before marriage and as a grown ass woman there is zero shame in that did we really think you were out here 34 35 years old and not fucking it was because her mother who looks a lot like big mama from fox and the hound see was like you know a pastor or whatever and you know she didn't want to i guess be embarrassed or whatever i don't know who gives a fuck but anyway but on the other side of things (laughs) apollo is engaged to an alleged scammer. Another one? He got engaged in prison to some chick who's going to be on The Real Housewives this season at some point. Um, And from what I heard, she's allegedly got caught in like some kind of a leasing scheme. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, did you know, birds of a feather. Did you know Apollo got caught with a cell phone in prison? Ha! <laughs> This doesn't seem like it makes They got choices. put in maximum, maximum security. God damn. Oh my God. Is this the last story? Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. So, one more. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. So, um, Omarosa was on 2020 crying. Oh no, girl. <laughs> oh no, sis. She was crying because she said that, um, People in her life turned their backs on her um, after she decided to be the Aunt Thomasina for (laughs) the Donald Trump campaign. Um, She said, I was called every single racial slur in the book that you could direct towards an African-American by African-Americans. Good. Um, I will never forget the people who turned their backs on me when I all I was trying to do was help was help the black community. Mm-hmm. She said, even you know some of her closest friends and family, even someone who was supposed to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. I'm surprised the wedding ain't called off. Hell, like Who's you should still just marrying count you? blessings, right? <laughs> who is still marrying you? Is it a white man? I don't know. Got to be. I didn't know she was engaged, but um, oh well, girl. Like yeah, I don't know. You lost your friends. Mm. First of all, crying usually involves like tears or some kind of moisture in the eye area, which didn't happen with you. Um, and I don't really know what you expected. When ninety percent of black people voted for Donald Trump, I mean for Hillary Clinton, why would you think that we would be at all excited about ah. you? She lucky I'm not one of her friends because I would have cussed her the fuck out, bitch. Not, not even only- just voting. <laughs> 
See, we right here. Not even just voting, but bitch, you gonna go work for that nigga? You like the director of nigga outreach for Donald Trump? Absolutely. That was her legit job. Donald Trump was like, look, I need someone to talk to, you know, (laughs) those blacks. So go down to each inner city. Because we all live in inner cities, mind you. Well, no, you know that, of course. So find all your inner cities and go talk to your cousins and make them vote. How good of a job did she even do? Because... (laughs) <laughs> oh, I hope like, the cooning was worth it. I mean, I want to know how much you got paid, girl, because you can't do shit and still, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not about to put you on the cabinet or bring you into the White House as a consultant or anything like that. Like, I really doubt that happens. She may get like a little cute job somewhere with him. I feel like he's going to take care of her. I do. Um, because why the fuck else would you do this if you didn't feel like at least that was secure? You know what I'm saying? To me, Mm -hmm. that choice she made. Omarosa was in, what was it, TV Guide or something a few years ago on this list that was like nastiest villains of all time. Yeah, something like that. She revels in the fact that she's considered to be a villain. You know what I'm saying? She likes it. So to me, that was just another, you know, mad scientist, evil, you know, Marvel book villain move for you to do and it seemed to me like you were making a strategic decision if you felt like you wanted to go over there and work with some nigga because you felt like he genuinely could be Mm -mm. the president of the united states and you felt like you wanted somebody with that power in your back pocket go for it girl but don't expect for the black community to rally behind Mm-mm, you and no. just be like, oh my God. First of all, most of us don't like you, period. Like, prior to this. Right. Um, and it's a shame because Omarosa is a beautiful, educated, confident black lady. So mm-hmm. it would be nice. Smart. She just uses Very, that intelligence and that drive for all the wrong things. At all the wrong times. Omarosa is the type of woman who could have and probably did have a decent career on her own, but realized that thotting it up and being stupid paid way better and <laughs> provided a lot more attention and ultimately that's what she wants is for the focus or the spotlight to be on her and she's one of those all press is good press and if people are talking bad about you at least they talking about you like i can hear her saying absolutely this shit so i don't everybody should have a line though like there should be a line of shit that you don't do because it's just gonna fuck up your brand or your career or it's just like as far as like your soul is concerned, the wrong move to make. And I mean, attaching yourself to Donald Trump is just, that's not going to be, you're going to have to atone for that on Judgment Day. So black people ain't going to really fuck with you like that, but loads and loads and loads and loads of horrible white people will. And they will do it without hiding it. They will have you on CNN. They'll give you a job on Fox News. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll give you a spot on The View or whatever. You'll always have a place in the in the hearts and, you know, the spirit Mm -hmm. of evil white folk in America. So I figured that was just her plan because she feels like white's got the power. He gonna win. So let me go over there and be their ally. So then just keep it. You know what I'm saying? Don't. Who? What is this? Like, what is the strategic? <laughs> Who cares that you're sad and and people don't want to be your friend anymore because you voted for Donald Trump? You aren't. That's not. You don't seem like that pleasant of a person anyway. These people I, are probably just looking for a reason to not talk to you no more. I feel like Amaros's own parents could have called her and be like, "We will never. We're never we're speaking, never to, speaking you again. to you." And Amaros would have been like, "That's, That's cool." That's fine because the Trump check cleared. I'm going to be um, wearing two Gucci floaties in the pool outside the house. <laughs> Money ain't everything, girl. That's all I'm saying. You got to be able to sleep at night. 
But that's what I, I don't and think Donald that Trump everybody is. The literal is. breathing worst. I just, every time I think about the fact that white people did this, I get mad all over again. That's another thing that I'm saying, even just about this. You're not talking about some president that is like kind of shady or has like one really fucked up view, but you know, he's got experience. Like all he has stood for is shitting on not one, not two, <laughs> many right. groups like all of, of minorities. <laughs> so, what do you expect from people? You thought that you were going to be Donald Trump's like head coon in charge. Mm hmm. You thought. You truly thought. And you were still going to be on like the Rap City revival or something? Like you were still going to be invited to, to both, the BET bitch. Awards? You, you do not get to do both. No, girl. Mm-mm. Have fun. Right. You cross over to the Trump side, then that's where the fuck you at. And you can deal with being the token and receiving all the token worship that you could possibly handle. But just know that that shit is fake and phony and a fraud, just like the people who voted for Donald Trump. And all you have to do is come up against a white woman or say something they don't like, and they're going to turn on you that fucking fast. They're going to be petting you for four years. I mean, basically. Like literally, literally, physically, like petting. They're going to have their hands in your hair. Omarosa's going to be doing White House events on the line. You can come touch a black woman's all right, well, we're done. Oh, that was the last one. God. Please, Obama, just stay. Just stay. I mean, we've come so far since that whole, like, four years by four. I mean, it's what? just been. Let's just do another four. Like, there has to be something we can do. Mm. It's America. Because we don't deserve. Did you see the BET Love a Night at the White House tribute to the Obamas? Yeah. It's on my DVR. I caught like the first 10, 15 minutes and I had to tape the rest of it. So, but it looked black and amazing. And I just, I, I'm so sad that these people will be gone soon. I am. And the fact that the president has to train up Donald Trump because he don't know shit about governing. My God. <laughs> Father. I know that nigga is like, all the shit I've had to do. Mm-mm. And on my last few weeks on this bitch, you giving me the hardest job of all. Now, see, I feel like I wouldn't do that. I would not help Donald Trump learn how to be president. Then he didn't want to take pictures with him. Like, I'm he's not going to tutor him. Ugh. Like, you wanted this job so fucking bad, and now you don't know how to do it. Somebody said Great. he was going to get all of his information from uh, Schoolhouse Rock. He. <laughs> Somebody gave him a bunch of DVDs and said, watch this. Just <laughs> learn, take notes. <laughs> just that's all you can do. Do you know how a bill gets passed and made into law? Did you think laws just came out and like somebody just wrote it down and was like, this is a law and you got to sign it? So you're saying <laughs> that I don't get to just immediately <laughs> do everything I want? I can't. White people put this man in office. I man, cannot. that nigga don't give a fuck. He just wants, he's gonna, happy he's going to be able to sit in that motherfucking chair and have all the power that comes along with that shit. Meanwhile, Mike Pence is going to be the one ruining our country. Mm, did you did you hear that he was asking how many nights a week he has to spend in the White House? What? Like, they were talking to him the, the day that he and Melania, I think that day that they went to the White House and the president had to, like, explain the basics of the presidency 
to Donald Trump. I think later that day he was doing some briefings or something and a report came out, I think in the Washington Post, like towards the end of the day that he was trying to negotiate how many nights per week he would actually have to spend in D.C. or at the White House because I guess he doesn't really want to live there or be there full time. (laughs) That's who they elected. I heard some Latino police officers in Miami giving an interview talking about they voted for Donald Trump because even though he's going to deport all their cousins or whatever else, he's pro-police and Hillary was talking about Black Lives Matter and they ain't got time for that. That's who voted. That's who voted for Donald Trump. Those type of people. So, America, Miami... I mean, not even just Miami, but we know there's a high percentage of conservative Latinos in Miami for a multitude of reasons. Right. And I'm not going to unleash on you motherfucking bitches today because I've been doing with you hoes for the majority of my motherfucking life. And y'all been confused way earlier than that. And you know what? It is what it is. Because like I said, I'm not concerned. Donald Trump can say whatever the fuck he wants to. Bitch, bring it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Fuck the fucking bullshit you floated in. No, I can't use that in this context because that's racist. Um, Why? Well, just fuck you is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Period. Okay. And that works too. Let's take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts all right so it's time for the listener letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may just read them aloud on the show and our first question do you know what twitch is yes okay 
For Kid Fury, I have a nerd question. I have been relying on my favorite Twitch streamers to lift my spirits lately. Do you watch any? If so, do you have any favorites? I love Young Wave Lord and TK Breezy. Thanks for all you do. You both inspire me so much, Montana. Um, so I peruse the Twitch um ever so often. I think there's like a couple of people that I randomly uh subscribe to or whatever on there that stream but i can't tell you any of their names right off of the bat i just subscribed to one girl because i thought she was really pretty and she was very good at shooting things on screen um one guy had a really fun london accent and the other guy was really funny so i don't even really i don't know who any of these people are i just (laughs) follow them because i was watching in high and i was like oh this person's awesome so i don't have anybody really on there that I stream or like I watch faithfully? Um, I have had some people from Twitch say that they would help me do some stuff on there to actually run my own broadcasts. Um, I would just have to find the time and uh, I don't know, focus to actually <laughs> sit down there and do it. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the most that I can say about it. Twitch is a lot of fun, it's really cool. Okay. So, I definitely thought that was a Twitter thing. Never no, mind. it's like a place that you go to stream um, video games as you're playing them. Oh. Yeah, so people can just... It's like you stream, but you're playing a game. Okay, well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from Grown Man, and I'm going to just let you know now it is a mess. <clears throat> is it, like, nasty? It is not nasty, it's messy. But it is not, like, oh, my God, I want to gag or throw up. No, okay. it's just mess. Okay. So, grown man says, my best friend and I have known each other for over a decade. Our wives and children are friends. Our sons play on the same basketball team. We all spend every holiday, vacation, and at least a couple of weekends every month together. Plus, he and I are both pastors at the same conservative church. Well, amen. I am by both he and my wife. Yes, all right. Both he and my wife have always been aware of this. He is straight. That is oh. With me. But he shared that he slept with a few trans women in his past. That is all right as well. Early on, we talked about never crossing the physical line in our relationship, but still we're affectionate and did that weird straight guy flirting thing most men do. Keep it coming. Skip to a couple of months ago and we had a threesome with another guy. I know you did. We planned this shit in advance so it was no drunken accident. Mm -hmm. I asked several times if he wanted to back out and told him his friendship is more important than my nut. I said if he was going to get or weird about it, we shouldn't do it. We're not even talking about marriage. that. I don't know. A couple more threesomes and a little one-on-one action later. And, of couple course, he's more. gotten weird. And some one-on-one action. And so, you know, going to cut out the third and the quit playing. He blamed Jesus after his wife noticed him rubbing my crotch at her Jesus birthday party. Nothing to do with and me. when I said, let's talk about what this means to our friendship, he got angry and said, I'm not on no gay shit. He's tried to reach out to me in small but ways. You've been on it. But he will not talk to me about this issue. Under it. I would chalk this up to the game and be done with the friendship, but our lives are so intertwined that I can't just walk away. And I can't tell my wife because she would definitely confront him and or his wife. <laughs> Your wife isn't real. Probably. <laughs> he just pretends like nothing happened and that and that there is nothing wrong. We only have superficial conversations. How do I pass the gravy to this dude at Sunday dinner and not scream, you want some more of my dick with that? Out of pure pettiness. Passing the gravy is not something that you should use when talking about gay sex the gravy. or someone that you have Come on, gay gravy. sex with. Come on, gravy. Just I'm saying, you know, um, for future reference. Oh, how can I maintain my sanity? Love the show. Thanks, grown man. 
So this is fantastic. Isn't I listen? You I told you. Yourself today. I told you. <laughs> um, I just love this. Man, where do we even start with all this? Um, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like Titus in that episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt where he went to dinner with his boyfriend when he was coming out. Mm-hmm. Oof, imagine the drama. <laughs> um, so, this okay. could be a real lit Thanksgiving if shit went down. First of all, I'm going to ask you to redirect your uh, attention and priorities um, first. Mm-hmm. Let's go over the fact that you're married. Let's go over the fact that you have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think your concern should lie with them first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and figuring out Men. how to help, how to deal with that in a healthy manner. Um, you know, fucking trade is complicated. <laughs> it is. It gets you know, into really choppy waters mm-hmm. sometimes. And that's just something you've got to give and take. Now, I don't know what you expect from, you know, the doll. <laughs> the doll. <laughs> He's acting weird about it now. Uh, because mama was, you know, as far as she concerned, as far as she was concerned or knew or wanted y'all to know was straight. Right. Okay. And you badgered the bitch into telling you Okay, that she's had experience, that he's had experiences. <laughs> you stated that shit. It's problematic. <laughs> I really have to stop. You got him, like, you know what I'm saying? You, he told you, oh, you know, a couple of times in the past, I have, you know, dated or slept with some trans women or whatever. And you felt like, for whatever reason, that was go time. I don't know what. But... Hmm. Um, you had this you've, you've had sex with this person several times at this point mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that he's just gonna be ready to all of a sudden turn around and be like oh you know hey let's go to sizzle <laughs> oh know, my like, god <laughs> let's just be you know what I'm saying of course he's gonna be uncomfortable and of course he's not gonna act the same way around you and you knew that prior to fucking with him and he knew that prior to fucking with him and y'all decided to do it anyway mm-hmm. so you just gotta take the bad with the bad girl you know what I'm saying like you just gonna have to cut your this losses all bad and leave it alone. If anything, go to him and be like, look, I understand this is complicated for you and I just don't want for us to have a complicated relationship or whatever. Let's just act like this shit never happened if that's okay with you. But I don't want you to feel like we can't be friends anymore or whatever. Good luck with that because once dicks have been dipped, it's just all, any, everything goes out the window. Dicks have been dipped. Everything goes out of the window and it just becomes, like you said, messy. So I mean, and he identifies as straight. I'm assuming that has not changed. So the fact that he's had multiple homosexual experiences lately has probably got him shook as far as like his own identity and what all this means or maybe the guilt of cheating on his wife is getting to him like it should be getting to you it could be a bunch of different like things it should be getting to you. like it should because the number one issue here is that you cheated on your wife the both of you that's the 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 actual yeah, problem i have with this situation and yeah your wife knows you're bisexual or whatever and i i'll clap four hands to your wife knowing and still being you know cool because like I've said before most women will be like well that is great you want to go to Bergdorf because <laughs> other Man, than you, that, can't do nothing you know else. what I'm saying right. most women won't even do it so the fact that you had this your wife who is like cool you know 
and you still out here creeping with niggas like great job right. <laughs> so I just, way to go and not even emailing the show talking about I don't know what we're gonna do in terms of sharing this with our wives or no. like you talking about how you gonna blurt shit out of Thanksgiving dinner like your wife ain't gonna be sitting there too confused I just the fact that you're more worried about his feelings and her feelings is very telling to me the fact that you focused completely on the way he feels and how he's not really talking to you about it and all that makes me feel like maybe he's the one you actually want to be with it's ridiculous. Right. Not your wife. And the fact that he's being weird about it now probably has everything to do with his sexual identity. And you need to take a big ass step back from the situation. Take yourself out of that situation for a second. You're going to have to let him deal with. And you need to tell your wife. With. You have like, I'm not going to sit up here and say, oh, yeah, you know, hey, girl, just, you know what I'm saying? Just fuck around with dudes. Nobody needs to be or out. Or anybody. And I you know, would hope that your wife, his wife, doesn't use it as an excuse to out anybody. But at the same time, you need to tell her. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, even if you tell her and say, look, let's deal with it. You can be mad at me. Take it out on me however you want to. But let him deal with He should be able to confront his wife or his wife should be able to confront it without your wife getting into the mix of things or whatever. But, but you she know your wife too. So think about that. Blue bubble over there to her <laughs> home girl. You gotta think about that. You gotta know your you might say, babe, before I tell you this, I just wanna ask, please, just please. Too late. It's already been read. <laughs> it's, I already got the red receipt right here. I told her. Too late. I see it. <laughs> like, I see it. She's gonna And I can't blame her. You know what I'm saying? Because not only did you cheat on your wives, but you're not even showing too much remorse yeah, for it. Right. You don't even seem really upset about the fact that you cheated. So, yeah, I understand y'all's lives are super close and you're both pastors at the same church, which is make this even messier. This is even, oh, <laughs> even so messier. But oh, so good. you're definitely going to have the two of you are going to have to take some sort of break. This is great. From from the friendship to, and maybe it needs to be like a conscious decision on both parts. Like we need to go tell our wives about this and the separation will happen naturally from that point. It sounds like homeboy on the other side is net. Not, like he has no intention on ever. It's going to the grave as far as <laughs> that's how it sounds to me. Oh, as far as the other guy. Is yeah, as far as the other guy sounds to me. I don't know how that would work. But again, well, it, he needs to tell his wife, too, the fact that he's... Duh! It's just going to be that much harder because his wife doesn't already know about the sexual attraction. Exactly. To At least you've got, like, the... At the least your wife knows. She's not going to be like, what? Right. She's going to be like, what? You cheated, which would be my thing. I don't really care who you cheated on me with. The fact that you cheated is what is going to piss me off. So, oh tell so her, tell her. Do not let her find out from somebody else. Don't let it be something where you talking in your sleep or oh yelling on the phone with this nigga or got caught up like Issa did on Insecure <laughs> where that nigga sent a text like so you really just don't get caught up like that tell your wife plead with her not to out this man um, and probably you need to leave your job at the church and go get another one like you need to do whatever it takes to repair your relationship with your wife with your and, family but if she doesn't want you no more then you have to focus on being a great father to your children and going free and, and living your life but you gotta face those consequences regardless hell best case scenario for you both y'all wives leave you and then y'all could just be together <laughs> watch maybe both, like, I was about to say watch both your lives leave you and old dude is still like okay well I'm looking for some pussy bye like 
This could just be a moment in time. Five to six years down the line, when you down at Pride or at the club, he's going to be right there too on the bar. (laughs) It's a sad life. It's hard. We didn't do this to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's really complicated. And that is why I'm saying you leave that nigga alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Leave it alone. The fact that he, even if you believed in your heart that you could bag him or that he liked men or whatever, even when he told you otherwise, the fact that he came out and told you that he was straight was all you needed to fucking hear. So don't now try and feel away. It's not fair for you to feel away because he is dealing with this or it's complicated for him or he, you know, is confused or whatever the fuck because... He should be. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a confusing thing for him. And, nigga, it sounds like you got several nuts with this motherfucker. So take... All the nuts. Count your blessings. My word. Amen. That was a fantastic letter. Let us know how it goes. (laughs) Next. So, here's another one with mess. This one comes from Nikki J. Nikki says, I started listening to you guys when I got my job, and I've listened to every episode that I missed. I'm 28 years old, and I have three kids, all by different fathers. Work. I was with all of their fathers in long-term relationships over three years each, and got pregnant at the end of each relationship, but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> okay. My youngest daughter's father is currently in jail, and he's been there since she was three months old. I've not had sex in two years because we're supposed to be working on us, but he doesn't get out until 2020. We've had our good and bad times over the past three years. (laughs) No. But I'm unsure as to where this is going because I want to be a family. I can tell you. Before he went to jail, we weren't together and he was having sex with another woman. (laughs) Now this chick puts money on his books and writes him. She's even gone to visit him. Oh, girl. What is this? Black Ink Crew? (laughs) I'm not stable enough to put money on his books because I'm a single mother taking care of three children by myself with no help. Am I stupid to try to hold on to what we may have when he gets out or should I continue to hold him down? He said that he's only using the girl for money and shit, but I find that hard to believe. How do you guys feel about keeping... How do you guys feel about keeping up a somewhat relationship with someone who's in prison? Thanks for your time, Nikki J. Well, I'm not going to call you stupid because it seems like, you know, your heart is in the right place. Your mind ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that happens. I Um, mean, and three kids, I can understand the desire to to be with somebody even if that somebody is locked up he is at least the father of one of your children right which makes him one of the ideal partners or partner options there's nothing wrong with you trying to make a relationship with your kid's dad work you know what i'm saying even in these very odd fucked up circumstances right um, but the as, the three years you about to spend waiting on this nigga to get out you could be meeting somebody else <laughs> Look. and Girl. i was about to say that whole part about the 2020 thing it it is all down to how much you love that nigga um willpower discipline i don't know whatever you want to call he it he must have really did some shit if he'd been locked up for the past three years and still has and another four still got another like damn that sound like grand theft auto or armed larson broke your back don't <laughs> be the ones okay oh girl let me guess he sat up in the house and played playstation all day and didn't do nothing but cook ramen noodles and fuck the shit out you let me guess <laughs> is that probably he mowed the line once a month after you begged him ramen <laughs> Oh, you know, niggas love to jazz up some rock. Absolutely. You can make that <laughs> Niggas be like, I just need some hot sauce. Right. It's a little paprika. bit of paprika. Damn. The worst. Sweetheart, <laughs> the whole prison bid mixed with this I mystery can't. woman showing up, putting money on his books just because, what, they friends? Okay, they're not friends. 
I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to call it. That's just my personal advice. You know, yeah. you seem like a very sweet person and I commend you a for trying to A good-hearted person. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm going to go and I'm going to vote no on this one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit the red buzzer and I'm going to just tell you to go ahead and, you know, hit the town and date. Like, no, nothing exclusive. I don't know how old you are, but, you know, take care I of your kids. she said 28. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, she's 28. Great. So then look for, you know what you need to be doing? You need to be doing what I'm trying to do, which is dip into the um, the mid-30 crowd. Mm-hmm. But that's a little harder with three kids. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit. She's got a little bit of a struggle there. But I still don't. Mid-30, it's straight nigga. You probably going to meet each and one of them niggas got five. <laughs> so, like, you know. so they might be like, I'm not taking care of them kids. I ain't going to take care of yours neither. Especially if fine. this nigga you with now is your type. Like, good luck. So <laughs> I would say, Nikki, you can go on and, and be in a relationship with this man in prison, but remember that you're in a relationship with a man in prison. So right. there's no need to be faithful <laughs> or any shit like that. <laughs> what is he going to do? Get mad? What are he going to do? <laughs> go fight you? <laughs> I always ask this. <laughs> This is a question I always ask when I hear about women in this predicament. Would the nigga stay faithful to you if you were doing the big? Because not every nigga is papoose. These (laughs) niggas won't even stay faithful to you hoes and y'all ain't locked up. So don't let y'all really get into some shit. You go visit your Mima in the hospital for a weekend and that nigga can't keep his dick to herself. So you really think he going to jail for years? Okay. Them niggas will fuck hoes on their lunch hours and come back home to you like it was nothing. So Much less you locked up and got a random nigga coming and putting for seven money years? on your books. Shit. My God. That Let him be... get out of prison and come find you if he want to be with you that That's bad. right. But over the next three years, you just try to ride out this Trump presidency and do the best for you and your kids as you can, girl. Don't be worried about that nigga. Let that hoe put money on his books. That's right. She got money to give away? Great. Good you got her. kids and Christmas is coming up. That so is So you correct. let her do that. Yes. And you you ain't got to accept the charges when that nigga call, nothing. You just mind your business. You can't have turkey without you. stuffing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, there, you have money to spend. You got shit to do, so... So, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Don't even be worried about this nigga. If he gets out and hits you up and all that, then maybe you can entertain it then. But live your life, girl. Don't and put don't, your shit on hold. You ain't the one in jail. I know it's plenty more of you girls listening and giggling and you in the same damn predicament that you've been there. <laughs> don't let none of these flaw-ass niggas try to fool you into thinking <laughs> you need to be a ride-or-die bitch or you ain't a real woman if you don't stick by your nigga when he went to jail. Did you make the mistake? Okay. Did you fuck up? If you ain't got nothing to do with it, if you weren't hiding a couple of keys under the floorboard, girl, I say go party. Free before 12. That's it. Some of y'all giggling right now, knowing you're going to get on that bus next Tuesday, Wednesday. And take your ass right on up to that prison. Signing that damn name on a dotted line. <laughs> you and your kids going through them full body scans so they can say happy Thanksgiving to daddy and give him that little shitty Thanksgiving. Dropping they coins made so that nigga get Doritos and Listerine. <laughs> Don't laugh too loud. Woo! Okay, our last question comes from Anthony, who says, I'm a white gay male listener of yours. After this bullshit of an election, I find myself having a hard time facing my parents because they voted for Trump. <laughs> oh, I purposely skipped a weekend of visiting them at home because know, of my right. disappointment in them, and I was going to wait until Thanksgiving to see them. In your election episode, Crystal made a point about confronting white family members about their bullshit, but... This year, we're having two black guests at Thanksgiving. One of them is my fraternity brother who couldn't afford a ticket home for Thanksgiving. And my cousin's co-worker is the other one. She's a good friend. Or I'm sorry, who is a good friend of hers. 
I want to come too. <laughs> Although I'd love nothing more than to unleash my pinup frustration on a bullshit holiday, I do not want to make the dinner table conversation any more awkward and uncomfortable for our guests. Additionally, my parents and my family's older generations are so set in their views, I might as well be talking to a brick wall. So any conversation about social issues will be moot and pointless. I'm worried about Trump and the election coming up at dinner and making things uncomfortable for our friends. And my anti-Trump cousins as well. How do I go about shutting this down both proactively and in the moment so we can have a peaceful dinner devoid of foolery? Much love and thanks, Anthony. So, Anthony, are you only going to be around your parents when you're at the dinner table? Or are you going to, like, have a moment when the black folk aren't there? Like, Right. I'm, I'm assuming Anthony. Anthony's saying, you know, what can I do in advance? And then what can I do on Thanksgiving during dinner. Like, how do I handle this the most efficient way? That's what I'm saying. I don't think that you necessarily need to do it at dinner. Like, it's not a Woody Allen movie or or Tyler Perry or somebody. It's just... Oh, you know how you can talk to people and be like, we have black people coming... Well, not black people, but we have people coming over. Please don't embarrass me. And then people come over and your parents embarrass you anyway. Like, they do the exact thing you ask them not to do. Also, is he saying Because his parents are horrible. That they're going to... Yeah, they're going to say some shit. Oh, well, then cuss them out if they do it. Child. If I were you, I would warn this friend and the co-worker, like, listen, I just want y'all to know y'all come into a Trump household. Yes. So if you don't want to come for Thanksgiving... Because I would rather be at home by myself heating up something frozen than to be in your mama house on Thanksgiving. Because I'm going to disrespect the fuck out of both your parents. I guarantee it. You could have parents that are sweet as apple pie treat me like the nicest person ever. I still feel like I would want to steal off on your mouth if you didn't for what like I just feel like you that's a situation where you got to tell black people ahead of time and let them make the appropriate decision yeah. and you can't fault them for a yes or a no and in fact a no would probably make things way more easier for you <laughs> a no is safer for your people trust me wait say, for everybody involved <laughs> because if I beat some ass the police are gonna be called and then it could get real violent every, tables <laughs> fine China everything is going down everything is getting smashed. So Ooh. I think that you should just tell them prior. Yeah, let you know them make the decision what they want to deal with that. If anything, maybe you can ask them for some advice on how you're going to drag their parents when you go and see them. <laughs> maybe they can help you put the words together. Woo, maybe. But, but um, yeah, give them the option to not show up. Don't just have black people at your house and then they get accosted with Trumpness. That's just not That's, that's not, not fair. fair. That's not fair. Don't do that to us. Because now I got to call an Uber. First of all, I got to sit here around these white people. I don't know if your white people are the type that can cook. They might not be. So I'm sitting here trying to choke down y'all's bland ass dinner. And now I got to hear Trump shit on top of that. I don't know anybody whose family is not going to be talking about the election this holiday season. I don't, maybe you have, well, clearly you don't have the type of family that stays away from politics because that's why you worried about it. But yeah. Maybe if you like live in a bunker or like that movie, The Village, <laughs> oh, Lord. where you like think it's the past. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I wouldn't just throw black people to the wolves like that. But on the other side of things, you definitely should have a conversation with your parents. I think that you should let them know that as their child, um, that their views and the election and that kind of stuff is complicating the way that you feel about them and your desire to be around them. Because I think that there's so many people like I don't was it. Oh, it was white people. That documentary that MTV did where the boy like had that. That the boy had like some kind of the anti-racism workshop, yeah, whatever. And his own daddy sat through it and was like, "I don't care." He was like, 
This is very, you know. I'm it was a nice presentation. Proud of him for having people come together Cute and do these facts. things. Did it change your views on anything? Not no, one. No, still all those niggas should be strung up. But I'm proud of my son. He's doing a good job. Fuck blacks. They don't <laughs> like, care about facts. They care about feelings. And in their heart, they hate them niggas. But so. that shouldn't stop. You should still say something. I feel like a lot of people, you know, need to have conversations with the people that they love and respect and that they care about because sometimes it takes them, uh, you know, having like a strong shaking in their foundation for the parents to be like, okay, let me think about this some more. Because for so many races as white people, it's just default. That's what your parent, their parents taught them to be that way. Their parents' parents taught their, like, it's just, that's the way that they are. Mm -hmm. It's default thinking for them. Nobody asks them or forces them or requests that they think differently. And so if you just sitting back and you eating your green bean casserole every goddamn year, bitch, and you're not saying nothing to them, then how can you expect for them to not be assholes? Right. And most white people themselves don't really confront that privilege unless something happens to take it away exactly. in a way like you're gay but you're also a white man and if you were straight you might have grown up to just copy off your parents and older generations mm, that's way of true because there was nothing that was going to stop you or make you think twice about the way minorities or people of color or anybody who's disadvantaged gets treated in this country so you may have ended up in the exact same position as your parents being just as stank and terrible but yeah i think you gotta just definitely say something to your friends but forewarn your family and then if they step out the best thing you can do if they show out in front of company is shut them the fuck down to where your black friends don't even have to say nothing they shouldn't even have to speak up and do that like they're guests in your home if they are disrespected by your family you handle that and and remove them from the situation but good luck to all of you white people who are going home to deal with your families this holiday season I pray your strength I'm so sorry that I'll have a blast you're just realizing how terrible your people are I mean join the club the rest and of honestly, us have been here for a long time many many of uh, of us black folk good luck to you niggas oh, too oh cause arguing with black moderates is some of the most frustrating shit of my life oh, black my. people who be complaining about protests or complaining God. about Hillary Clinton and she wasn't gonna be no better than Trump and she just is evil and emails you like or black men who are just misogynist and so (laughs) would vote for Donald Trump because he has a penis which is just (laughs) what especially conservative ones who believe that women should not be in leadership roles period and should have no dominion over men there are a lot of religious people who feel that way and so they don't let women be preachers level-headed and cool oh right and and women are just crazy out here just fucking everything up so it's the peens anyway good luck to us all who didn't vote for trump trump you know that's fine who cares because fuck that nigga all right let's take another break send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just 
it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so it's time for the read. It sure is. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'll just go ahead. Okay. So, as I was perusing the Black Excellence email that we have, again, um, I don't think I mentioned it before. The email is thereadblack at gmail.com if you want to submit Black Excellence stories. I got an email from someone named Ebony Joy, and it says this. Hey, Fury and Crystal, I'd much rather be sending you all black excellence, but I wanted to put this all put this on you all radar if you haven't heard about it already. I work at the University of Pennsylvania as the administrative assistant for the undergraduate oh, of fine no. arts program in the oh, School of Design. No. As you all may or may not know, Trump graduated from the University of Pennsylvania here in Philadelphia And since his shocking election win, we have experienced a great deal of racial turbulence in the city. So last week, over 100 black freshmen were sent a group me message inviting them to a daily lynching. And the message featured other graphic and racist contents, including pictures of like strung up black folk and all kinds of just racist trolling foolishness. Leadership at the university have done a great job of appropriately addressing the issue. However, you can imagine how hard our students, faculty, and staff have taken such a devastating and overtly disrespectful incident. UPenn and Philly are so ashamed that we are connected with this dickhead. It says this man, but I just chose to say dickhead instead. Sure. But we are more determined than ever to take down the systems of white supremacy that has shown its ugly head in our city. Stay blessed and black. That is from Ebony Joy. So... I hadn't heard about this story prior to reading this email, but I did go then later and look it up. It is wretched. Um, And sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently a student at the University of Oklahoma. Yeah, that's why I was so upset. Was the person who started this group me. They're saying that other individuals may be involved, um, but Penn Police and the FBI are continuing in Continuing an investigation with university police in Oklahoma, I guess, to find out what is going on. That student has been, guess what, temporarily suspended. Oh, God. And apparently he's a member of the fraternity that got shut down after they did the there'll never be a nigger in SAE. Yeah, I know, right? Super fun. Oklahoma just so proud of you guys. Thanks so much for embarrassing me, like, on a weekly basis. I mean... Do our cities hate us? It's right? like it's like they like like the actual geographical place. It was like <laughs> fuck these niggas right. for leaving. Right. Um oh. so I just want to say this very quickly and this is kind of similar to the last letter that we did but maybe in reverse. There are so many this isn't just an Oklahoma thing. This happens in so on so many college campuses. Where these fucking idiotic kids go out, they're free from, you know, asking if they did their homework and free from maybe asking, 
you know, to clean their room and all that stuff. And they feel like they're grown. And so what they do is they go out, they party, they act wild and they feel like subjecting people to racism, um, you know, perpetuating rape culture, transphobia, all of that stuff is just funny. They These are the same people that grow up and continue to be racist and then say, I'm not racist mm-hmm. because they do this all the time and they don't believe themselves to be racist. They just think that it's funny that Trump won the presidency because it affects them in no way. So let me just be funny on the Internet because you can't come beat my ass. You're not new, like you're not even in the same state as me. So <laughs> right. you can't fight me. I'm a fuck with y'all. And it is what it is, but I'm not racist. We're just having a good time. It's the, the exact same thing. These would be the same dumbass niggas who be trying to take, you know, girls home from parties that are too drunk or whatever. And then their excuse when they get in trouble is, oh, we were just messing around and all that type of stuff. The same ones who jump people, who follow black kids around after campus or after school, follow them around campus and harass them on their way back to their dorms. These are the same ones who grow up into being whoever the fuck they're going to be or not be in their life and they continue to spew that shit and vote for the dumbass that's about to be president today and continue to tell you to their to your face that they're not racist. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is parents. White parents. <laughs> it is very Im- important for you if you aren't already racist and broken. Um to have these necessary conversations with your children, not even just when they're going off to college, because by that time it's probably way too late. But you need to be having conversations with your kids about what's going on in the world, not even just with racism. I don't understand why people really feel like it is safe or healthy for a child to shield them from the bullshit that takes place in the world. Obviously, if they're five, six years old, they don't need to know about kids being shot out in the street. You know what I'm saying? But it comes a time where you need to be honest with your kids. You need to have conversations with them about what's right and instill that stuff in them very early on. Each and every one of y'all, not just the ones who listen to this motherfucking show, not just the ones who you know took african-american studies or you know have like really dope black friends that mm-hmm. they were in you know med school with or whatever the gay ones or the ga- gay white people would be our friend just because they understood what it was like <sighs> for white people to hate them oh my God. and still disrespect us that's a different story for us that's right. a read right. for a whole different day You're right. but Y'all need to be talking to these kids so that this type of shit doesn't happen because so many of y'all be the ones, y'all are the parents of these motherfuckers who are going out here hanging people, shooting people, raping people, doing all this stuff. And then you're like, I didn't know I, Jimmy was so good. I mean, we always took him to, you know, Bible camp and all this other fuck shit or whatever, but you didn't ever want to talk to him about why people are saying Black Lives Matter all the time on Twitter. You don't want to explain to them the history of racism and racial oppression and injustice in this country. And for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? You know, either way, it doesn't affect them other th- you know what i'm saying they're not the ones who are going to be re- like chased after by the police or harassed by cops and all that type of stuff so what are you shielding them why are you keeping them ignorant for what you know what i'm saying and so when i read this to me it just reminded me i i i can't think of a university that has black students and white students that has like a student hasn't ex- 
experienced some bullshit like right. this. Because these white kids at that age, you like, what, 18, 19, 20 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you can start drinking and you drinking before you're supposed to and oh, all that definitely. type of stuff. They drink as soon as they get on campus. That's when you feel like you run the world and nobody can do anything from you. It's a really, really, really dangerous age if you ain't got no motherfucking home training. <laughs> so what I'm telling you, white people, is get your motherfucking kids in check. There is no reason that any student should have to be subjected to this type of bullshit for no ass reason. We already black and got to deal with this nigga as our president. Like, what the fuck are you trolling us for? That's fun to these motherfuckers. They think it's entertaining. They think it's fun to fuck with people. They do this shit on GroupMe, which I don't even know how that shit works. I didn't even know that you could just send messages to strangers on shit like, but I guess I'm not surprised. If if you have like a email list then yeah i'm pretty sure you can hit up whoever you want to it's done all over twitter it's done all over any social media website that you can possibly think of has these racist trolls and i'm sure it is because nobody is telling them that this stuff is wrong it is unnecessary and it doesn't need to fucking happen and it shouldn't be happening and you're less like There's no way that you deserve any type of respect or fair treatment or a smile or a good day if that's what the fuck you think is entertaining or fun or just some bullshit that you're going to do to another person because y'all motherfuckers would not stand for a fraction of the bullshit that y'all put us through for fun or just as a game or just playing around or whatever. So, I will remind you, we are all on the edge. You know what I'm saying? We're at wit's end with what's to come. Don't get your kids ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. Don't do that. Don't do it. Have these talks with them. Now, if you have these talks with them and you stress to them the importance behind the time, I'll never, my daddy used to pull me into the room or way before 10, pull me into his bedroom and make me watch like, I don't know how he used to always get like Jamaican, the Jamaican news or whatever, JCB mm-hmm. or whatever, but he would always make me watch these kids living in the fucking, you know, in the middle, like in a shack, basically mm-hmm. back where he grew up. Right. When we flew to Jamaica every summer, he would always be like, yes. Oh, Trius is beautiful. Oh, the water is so clear. Now we're going to the hood. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this ain't no tourist destination for you. Not just Jamaica either. Like parts of it. every time he saw people who were being like you know besides case but we're in a better working place. on it we are in a better place progress <laughs> people who are being like oppressed or you know uh disrespected or people who just didn't have the the blessings that we did right. he always made it a point my mama too to expose us to that and say bitch count your motherfucking blessings because even as a black man in this country where it's going to be 5 10 20 times harder for you right you up. have still got so many blessings in your life and you need to be respectful and you need to be grateful for that and when you walk out and you leave the motherfucking house during the day make sure that you remember a you are a representation of us and b you don't have to have this shit because not everybody does you motherfuckers are so comfortable in having shit all of the time Fran is so sickening. I was about Oof. to, I was going to talk about it on the, at the Oof. end of the episode, but my God, Fran killed that Express commercial. My we'll God. There. We'll get back there. Okay, anyway. Wrapping up. <laughs> 
talk to these motherfucking kids and tell them that this shit is wrong. They can't continue to do this because they grow up into the same assholes that we got to fight to, you know, make sure that they're not taking up these seats and all of these political places to ruin the rest of our fucking lives. And y'all get confused as to why, how we got here. Stop it. Yeah. Put an end to this shit and get your kids under control. And this is why you need to be bringing back ass whoopings. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't That's start. Another reason why I don't even need to have none because I'm whooping ass. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all said. And plenty of you new age black folk talking about, oh, just oh, God, we're really, going to get so many emails. It doesn't don't do really this. help anyone. I mean, it's just, it's just the way that we were. Nope. I'm whooping ass. I don't I'll, need to have none. I'm not having any. So. Right. <laughs> and I certainly won't beat your kid's ass. So I don't, and there will never be a moment for me to do it. I mean, but I encourage it. I can't, I can't sit up here and swear that I will never whoop my kids. I'm starting to understand the logic behind people who are anti-spanking. And I think that probably most times children do not need to be spanked. Right. But I think there are some times when children are deliberately disobedient and willfully trying you and under certain circumstances I could see an ass whooping being warranted because there's several times I got whoopings as a child and deserved it and knew it then that I, I deserved it. 98% of them. I lost two flutes. Two flutes. The school's flute? The school I first I had this, I had a flute from the school, lost that. My mama replaced it and got me another flute and then I lost that one. Oh, of course. So I got two ass whoopings. <laughs> And both of them were justified. When I lost the second one, I said, wow, you're going to go home and get this whooping and you deserve. Like you, I'll never forget the time. I was on punishment for something, some other bullshit I'm sure I did. And my parents went somewhere. It was only me in the house. And my dad had took away uh, my video game system. I guess it was like the first PlayStation or something and locked it up in his bedroom and told me, oh, don't Lord. touch nothing. And the new game had came out. It was like Dragon Ball Z or some bullshit. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I just thought that I was super slick, played it. As soon as I saw the lights coming into the driveway, oh, I unplugged no. it, put it all, all the way back. Everything was gone. Right. And I thought I got away with it. My daddy went in there, felt the back of that TV was hot. And then made the back of my ass hot. <laughs> and I say, knew I deserved it. I was going to say, he either touched the video game system or he touched the TV. One of them to find out your ass was lying. Come right on in here. <laughs> Not even in the room where I was. He had to take me into the family room where there was more room to whoop my oh, ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's not enough room out. to whoop you in here. No, no, no. I agree that they are families and there are parents that beat their kids out of frustration that they have in their, you know, their own shit that they got to deal right. with. Or just like, I had a hard day. These white people get on my nerves. And I understand that. I have heard plenty of reasons to like behind the anti-spanking thing that I agree with. But each person in my family that beat my ass always said, my grandmother, God rest her soul, would be like, this is why I'm about mm-hmm. to beat your ass. I want you to know that I love you more than anything. I will die for you. Mm-hmm. But you gonna feel this ass one because you can't hear. So right. we got to do what we got to do. I never was just like, why am I, I, mean, I also me? I also got bullshit whoopings. <laughs> I got popped a couple of times for some bullshit. Did I tell you about the peep? When my uncle said, if I yes. hear another peep out of you, and I said peep. I mean, but girl, what did you, you I thought mean, you was wrong. He didn't have to beat my ass like <laughs> that. He could have just walked out like, I'm not doing this with you. He Look, tried, girl. you tried him. Like, you really tried him. He had to remind you. My cousins still cackle at that shit. They bring that shit up every year. Because honestly, that's funny. Like, as a kid, like, being a pee, like, like that's 
Pete. <laughs> my bad That's hilarious. Child, my uncle leapt over that door and beat the shit out of me. But anyway. This isn't about spanking. Regardless of right, whether or not anyway. you want to take a belt to your kid's ass, you need to be instilling certain morals and values and ideas in their fucking head. If they still grow up to be some dickhead and assholes and you know that you did the absolute best that you could and you had conversations with these motherfuckers, then, you know, they just ain't shit. But I feel team. like many, many, if more white households had these conversations with their children, less of this would happen. It's just my opinion, and I'm done. White people don't think that much outside themselves. They don't have to. So, right, that's not going to happen. They've never had to. Oh, So this week, I'm going to tell y'all about these niggas who tried the fuck out of me and why that was a bad idea on their part. It's usually a bad idea. So I ordered a television on oh, Amazon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Because I moved, I moved from one tiny apartment to one regular sized apartment. So isn't that real? <laughs> it's not even big, but it's, it's huge. But it's not right, right. Like it could fit. My old apartment could fit inside my living room, but it's still not a big apartment. If you went anywhere else, You'd it would like, just be a regular apartment. It would be like a seven hundred dollars apartment. In New apartment. York, it is. It's a mansion. In New York, people walk in like, bitch. God. Damn. Can wave my arms around. Let me do some gymnastics <laughs> in this bitch. Like I can do a couple of cartwheels. I got way more than three outlets now. It's very nice. It's just amazing. Loving my new apartment. So I got same a much bigger TV to go in the living room. I ordered it on Amazon. So this TV came, and I had to go downstairs to get it because something about the doorman and it was too early for delivery. Something because I had it come it obscenely early. That was the thing. I had that TV come between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. because I had a bunch more shit to do that day. I wasn't going to be at home and I wanted it set up and done. So whatever. I go downstairs to get the TV because they just going to load it on the elevator and send it up to my apartment anyway. I sign for it. They take pictures of it because apparently they want to really document every delivery. Right. But it's three different young men in my lobby. They give me the TV. I take it upstairs, unpack it, set it up. Because I, I don't need nobody to help me do this. I'm not one of them women who's like, oh, I'll wait for my man. Or I'll call somebody. Like, I will handle everything on my own. Definitely has some niggas mount mine. So I, <laughs> so I set up the TV and left. Whatever. Cool. I'm excited about my new TV. I get a phone call four hours later from the delivery driver talking about... Uh, we need to come get the TV that we dropped off at your house this morning. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? I'm like, So right now I'm at work. I'm sitting at Apple Music on Beats 1. Like, I didn't tell them that. But right. I was literally in the studio at Apple when this man called me. So I answered the phone. And they said they need to come get the TV. I'm like, what the hell are you even talking about? And also, I don't have time for this conversation right now. So he says, we dropped off the wrong TV. Oh. And we need to come back and yeah. get it and give you the right one. I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to double check my Amazon order to make sure what you're saying is correct. But I can't even talk to you about this because I'm a radio personality and I'm on the radio right now. So I'm going to have to call you back. He said, well, what happened to the lady who was there this morning? We can't just go get the TV. I said, I am that lady. <laughs> he that said, part's still confusing <laughs> It's me. so confusing, right? This was 2.30 in the afternoon. He said, you not still at home? I said, my nigga, I saw you at 6.30. It's 2.30. I went to work. I have a are you serious? <laughs> I went to work. I'm going to call you back. I'm on the radio. Now they're giving me the 30 second. Right. Like, bitch, you're on the radio like, for I'm real. Hang, hang up. up. Right. He's still trying to talk to me. So I hung up and put my phone on do not disturb immediately because I ain't got time for that shit. Right. I'm getting paid right now. I'm working. So I left my phone exactly where it was until I got off the radio 30 minutes later. I had 13 missed calls from this man. 
So I called him back because really, I don't want no trouble. Now, I did go back and forth with myself about whether I was going to keep this TV because I checked on Amazon and the one they delivered was much nicer than the one I ordered. (laughs) The same size. But what they dropped off to me which was newer and nicer than the one I ordered. Okay. So I called them back and I said, I will not be home for the rest of the day, but we can schedule a time for y'all to come get this. It just will not be today. So this man is trying to argue with me about coming to get this TV. And so from downtown Manhattan all the way back up to Harlem, I'm arguing with multiple people from this delivery company about this television. And they going back and forth talking about we can come back out tonight or we could do this, this, this. And I'm like, you cannot come tonight because there's too much other shit for me to do. I will not be there during your delivery window. They stopped delivering it at whatever time. Tell them what. That was election day. Yes. That's why it came super early because I was having a party that night. The new TV was coming because it was going to be hella niggas in my house. So I said, y'all, and I wasn't even going to be home till like 8 p.m. anyway, which is well after they get done delivering. Right. So I said, y'all just going to have to do it. tomorrow so after talking to two or three people who clearly have no power i talked to a supervisor who said okay you know fine we cannot get it tonight we will schedule a time to come get it from you tomorrow i said that works now it's already set up the box is gone i don't know what y'all gonna do this is not some situation where you can come get it and then go give it to somebody like it's a brand new TV and they ain't going to notice the difference. Right. And they were like, what? You already took it out the box? You already threw it away? You already set it up? I said, yes, because you... Because you gave me... <laughs> all of this is just setting up the story. Because after I got done talking to that supervisor, two hours later, the same knuckleheaded dumbass nigga who brought in the wrong TV in the first place called me back and said, I'm just trying to see if we can come get the TV. I said, my nigga... I just got off the phone with one of your people and they said they would come here tomorrow bright and early to get the television. So what the fuck is the problem? He said, so we can't come get it tonight. I said, no, you cannot come get it tonight. I already talked to your nigga about it. You can come tomorrow. He says, ma'am, if we can't come get the TV tonight, we're going to have to file a police report on you. I snapped. I lost it. (laughs) I said, Oh, really, my nigga? I said, you know what? Don't come get the TV. File the police report, my guy. File the police report. And I'll see you in court behind this, my nigga. And hung up the phone. Because as far as I'm concerned, we're done. Right. We're not talking about this no more. I'm chilling at home the next morning when the doorman calls and says, the guys who delivered your TV yesterday are here now in the lobby. I said, I'll be down. He said, oh, you coming down? I don't, you don't want me to send them up? I said, no, I'm coming downstairs. He laughed and hung up the phone. I took my ass downstairs. The exact same young man who delivered the TV in the first place is there again with the correct TV in the lobby now. And I said, well, what is this? He said, this is the TV you ordered. You know, we're swapping it out for the one upstairs. I said, you're actually not. Because yesterday somebody called me and said that a police report would be filed against me because you misdelivered the television to me. And so unless you have the police report here for me to review or there's some officers with you, then... I don't even see how this conversation is going any further. Because as far as I'm concerned, y'all accused me of stealing when y'all brought the wrong TV to me. So now you're going to have to prove it in a court of law. And I had an agreement with your supervisor. I worked this out with somebody whose pay grade is higher than yours. One of you niggas called me back trying to get buck and talk crazy. And now you done talked yourself into a real ass situation. Because you knew that job was on the line. So he said, 
ma'am, we really need to get the TV back. I'm sorry for, you know, whatever misunderstanding we had. I said, you sitting here talking to me about this don't mean nothing to me. If you don't have a police report on you, maybe you need to call your supervisor or whatever. I'll talk to whoever you need me to talk to at your company. But I don't want to see, I don't want to see nothing. I don't even know why you're here talking to me right now without the police report because you niggas accused me of theft. He goes back out to the truck and brings in his supervisor, an older Jamaican man. Oh, who starts who's like ma'am we're just trying to make the delivery what's the issue talking over me and arguing with me about this so I told him you know I'm not trying to hear this shit either I'm waiting to see the police report and he says well ma'am I'm not the person who told you that we would fill out a police report okay I don't, I don't know why people do this when you're talking to somebody who represents a company and they act like you accuse them personally of doing something I said that's not what I said I don't care I'm saying one of your people called me and here's the timestamp, and here's his phone number so if you want to call that number and see who answers it or see which one of y'all's phone rings, that's the nigga who jumped to me crazy. And so once again, if you need to call your supervisor, that's fine. But you niggas not getting nothing from me without me seeing this police report that you said you was going to file on my ass. So he calls corporate. He's on the phone for all of 30 seconds and then says, corporate says that since we made the mistake, this is our fault and we need to fix it. I said, well, I sure don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> I sure do not know what you're going to do. He's still steady arguing with me, hollering at me. I said, well, you know what? Y'all can take that TV right there and load it back up in your truck. You can leave it in the lobby. Somebody else can have it. I really don't give a shit. But I have a TV in my apartment right now. So I'm boo. You niggas do whatever you need to do. I'm going to go back upstairs. Have a blessed day. So I went back upstairs. About 20 minutes later, went downstairs to go back to the bodega. And they're loading the TV into the truck. This has been happening for like the past two weeks, which is why it's such a fucking long story. Somebody from corporate calls me while I'm in the bodega. A black woman. Finally, someone with some sense. <laughs> and is talking a woman, to- no less. <laughs> and... First time I talked to a woman, the whole time I've been dealing with black men, a black man is the one who told me he was going to file a police report on me. So I'm sitting here talking to this girl about everything that happened and she didn't really understand the magnitude of it. She thought that they had just misdelivered it and that was it. I said, no, no, sweetie. The whole reason we have a problem is because someone from your company accused me of stealing something that them dumb niggas dropped off by accident and now we all have a problem because like i told his ugly ass sitting right here in the lobby you niggas are the ones that had multiple tvs of the same size on one truck and of the three of you dumbasses, nobody double checked the sheet to make sure the correct make and model was going to the correct apartment or even just the name or or even even the the and so instead of double checking, now you done gave somebody a much more expensive TV than what they asked for. The people who ordered the nice TV certainly don't want my cheap they shit. They don't. <laughs> but and so to cover your own ass, you thought you could scare me into giving up the TV like I don't know nothing about my rights or anything about how shit works. I said, my father's an attorney. That's a lie. My daddy graduated from law school. He's currently a professor. He's not an attorney. But I use that all Good the time. enough. It's about- Right. So my father's an attorney and he advised me not to take any further action until you have produced the police report. So I'm afraid there's nothing further for us to discuss <laughs> until the police report is procured. And she said, I'm going to tell them to go ahead and take that back to the warehouse, ma'am. And we're going to figure that out. But I am so sorry somebody did that to you. And that's not right. And I'm calling their supervisor. And we conference in with, with this supervisor and my supervisor. Two, three more people from this company have called me 
called me over the next few days to apologize and all this other stuff. And when can we come get the TV? I said, y'all could have been came and got this TV, but now I want to see the police report. <laughs> and that's petty, right? That's thank. I had, but the reason that I'm acting like this is first of all, that was a dumb ass mistake. It was really stupid. That was fucking stupid. Like so unnecessary. You niggas delivered things professionally and That's you didn't you double do. check to make sure it was going to the right house. Dumb. Is Just it even the same dumb. brands? Like is No. It- Two totally different brands, totally different color boxes. You took a picture of it. You had me like pose next to the TV and took pictures to make sure that the delivery was done in a satisfactory way, you know, so I couldn't say that the box was fucked up or whatever and the TV was damaged. You took pictures of it. Nobody double checked at any point. So first of all, this is what y'all deserve. Secondly, I had already battled with myself and I had tweeted about it too. Like, should I give this TV back? Do I have to? I had already decided to do the Christian thing. And let y'all come get the TV back. I had already decided to do that. I was not going to threaten me. But then you threatened me with a police report. And that's what pissed me off the most. A black man threatened me, a black woman with a police report and accused me of stealing. When you know you are the one who fucked this up. I didn't do anything to you. I said, y'all really going to do this? Like I did something wrong? Like. Donald Trump was just elected and y'all gonna treat me this way (laughs) like you really gonna sit up here and act like I did something wrong when you are the dumbass who misdelivered the TV okay so people kept calling and I said well listen it was never an issue that y'all couldn't come get it but the fact that you have treated me this way has me quite angry and honestly you know I can I, I accept your apology and I'm gonna ask my father what I should do about this but since I've been threatened with a police report, maybe we just need to settle this in the court system. And I haven't heard anything from them people in about a week and a half now. No, not a week and a half. It's running up on a week that I have not heard, hide, nor hear from them people. I'm still waiting on my police report. But in the meantime, my brand new Samsung is sitting up on the wall, 65 inches in all its glory, mounted up like a whole bitch. Man, you could pull that bitch out and twist it and turn it. It's all different kind of angles and That's shit. Right. And it's beautiful. And y'all played yourselves do not ever 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 accuse me of doing some shit not only that i didn't do but that you did and you worried about covering your ass behind it whichever dumbass employee i said i'll take your job if i have to and maybe he got fired i really don't know but for you to come at me like that when you made such a huge ass mistake and try to put that shit on me i don't tolerate that shit i don't take threats lightly he probably had somebody on his neck about it prior to, you know, I'm the, sure. the police thing. I'm sure. But he probably, if he would have kept his composure and just came and it got would the TV have been thing, settled. Like, I'm certain he's getting fired now. Right? I mean, <laughs> and they can come get it off the wall if they want to. I don't know what's good, what good is going to do them now, but y'all can do whatever it is you feel like you need because to do because even at this point I'm assuming what Amazon or whoever is going to have to do <laughs> is they're going to have to chuck oh, up that Oh, Amazon loss. said that delivery was successful so this is not us amazon didn't deliver it it was an independent delivery service that handled it oh so they are the ones who are fucked amazon's a bitch this is none of our concern we (laughs) that ain't got nothing to do with us so somebody's covering the cost of the tv it's gonna be the it's the delivery company and so they have to make up the cost of that tv because i'm certain that other customer has not been waiting even if you they came to get it the next day there's no like the other customer could have been like i don't want this tv it's been opened right right? it's not even new no more i wouldn't if i if the tv that they brought me for my new apartment if they would have brought that shit in there and no box and been like we had dropped it off i would have told them okay well that's fine you can can go and take it right back downstairs Mm -hmm. and bring me a fresh one right because y'all not finna 
the Jamaican man, this part, this is where I really lost it. When I said somebody at your company accused me of stealing and told me a police report would be filed. He said, ma'am, no one accused you of stealing. I said, sir, there is literally no other reason to file a police report other than to accuse someone of committing a crime. We don't fill out police reports to give accolades or to say good job or thumbs up. Right. We, don't, <laughs> we don't do it so the world knows that we're mad at somebody. We do it to accuse someone of a crime. Oh, yes. That's not something I play about. So if you saying I committed a crime, I'm just waiting on you to provide the proof. You said I did it. So where is it at? Until then, that TV will be sitting in my apartment. Great. Have a blessed day. I, have a wonderful day. They're talking about, oh, well, we just, we know this is such a huge inconvenience for you and we just want to get it cleared up as soon as possible. It sounds like a bigger inconvenience for you. It sounds like an inconvenience for y'all because <laughs> one of y'all is going to have to pay the 2000 or whatever this TV costs. Not to mention keep dragging all these TVs around. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not to mention dragging TVs all over the 65 city. 65 inch flat screen. Waiting for a time to drop it off. Don't try to cover up your own mistakes at, by shifting the blame to somebody that didn't have shit to do with it. Childish. You fucked up. You should have ate that L for the day and came back and swapped out the TVs the next day. I don't know if the other person would have taken it, and I really don't care. It could have been handled, but y'all came at me crazy. And I just want y'all to let that be a lesson. Do not let people talk to you any old kind of fucking way or treat you any old kind of fucking way, especially when they are the ones in the wrong. It was enough for me to reach down into my heart and let y'all come back and get the TV anyway because I'd already signed off on the delivery and you gave it to me. So you was going to have to, like, really put the force on me anyway to get me to do it. Like, if I had just flat out refused to answer their phone calls or anything, it would have been them. Like, I don't even know what actions they would have had to take to get me to get that give that TV back. But you were always depending on my mercy in the first place. It was always going to be up to, like, how nice I could be because I didn't have to do this. You niggas fucked up. Because I have a... TV. Like, about, I'm done. Oh, it's just such a it's it's just so not convenient for you, and we're just so sorry because this is just such a mess. I said, I have a TV. I'm fine. It's plugged right into the FiOS. It's working great. It pretty. looks great. You press the little button, and it it's it's wonderful up yeah, there. The, that's jazzy. The the Netflix and the Hulu is built right in. Mm-hmm. You can change the color on that whole it's different like, sound systems. It's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. That's way no inconvenience. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just fine. I'm doing dandy. Y'all worry about that that Sony or whatever whatever 2014 model I bought. <laughs> Blowing at a the deep, deep discount. <laughs> Hell, maybe one of y'all get a free flat screen out of it because certainly the other nigga don't want Maybe. It. I don't know, but I know one thing who you finna try ain't me. Y'all tried the wrong black bitch that day. That's it. That's all I have to say. I'm done. Well, you hit a lick, bitch. That's a nice TV. Woo! Ain't it? Ain't it cute? It you should really see nice. it up on the wall. It's all cute and everything now. And it just, the color and the, it's all crisp and shit, you know? And I just, it didn't have to be this way. I would have taken the other <laughs> the fact that broke was bitch like, TV. The fact that they was like, you took it out of the box already? I bought the TV to watch it. Like, <laughs> I, did, I didn't buy a TV to have the box sitting on my kitchen table. Like, right. Who what? the fuck? Who the fuck keeps a 70 inch wide box in the apartment? chilling in the box. <laughs> Dummy. I said, yes, girl. As soon as I got that in my apartment, I took it out, assembled the base, put it up, and then took the box to the basement and went to work. Because I had an event that night and I was going to be running around all fucking day and I did not have time to come home and set up a TV. This isn't complicated. Y'all just, you played yourselves. But oh well, I'm not the one. So, 
The one with the Produce your police report. <laughs> okay, that's basically it's it. It's never going to happen. I'm Anybody's done. getting a police report. It's that I'm nigga done. who dropped that shit off. Ciao. Well, that's our show. Woo. Um, thanks for listening. Um, that was a long sure one. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This is The Read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Check out um, our website, thisistheread.com. Yes, you can um, go and join the gaming community, Agents of Shade, over on PlayStation 4. Also, someone asked me about Watch Dogs 2, the black guy hacker game. I only got to play a very small bit of it so far, but what I've played, I really like. It's kind of like Mr. Robot meets, <laughs> I, I don't know, a funny sitcom. I can't think of one right now, but whatever. It's just good. So if you want that, maybe it has more depth than Mafia. You can like change your clothes and dress like you shop at Urban Outfitters, and he's got like gadgets and like goes to coffee shops and stuff. So it's real cute. Oh, that sounds fun. And it's based in San Francisco, you know, so you can drive through the bay and then go to the read live show after you drive through the bay and then yell. <laughs> you are a mess. So check that out. Speaking of the read live, we will be in Boston on December 4th and Miami on December 17th. Tickets available at thereadlive.com. I believe Boston's all sold out, but we do still have some tickets to Miami available. So cream cheese. So excited to cream cheese. (laughs) First thing I thought of Boston cream. I don't know what. I would think tea or no. That's Philadelphia. That's their thing. Oh, Oh, but check out Insecurity every week with me and Fran um, on mybathroommirror.com. We just love. talking to each other about this show and recapping every episode and again congratulations to Fran for her new campaign with Express where she simply looks like you know an exquisite that was the mannequin challenge have you seen she that gif of Viola like Davis with the wine and that's she's my favorite around. it's literally top three gifts <laughs> in my life that's what Fran looks like in this movie. absolutely she's all like glowing and the stars falling around her and she's twirling around and just being fine as fuck Congrats, friend. Because you look amazing, girl. Just an uh, just Uh, just beautiful action figure. (laughs) Wow. All right. Anything else going on? Any other news? I cannot think of any further news. Thanks for listening and being with us for two whole black ass motherfucking hours. (laughs) And I guess we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. 